0: Good to be back everyone, welcome to another Card Authority. I'm AJ, this is AJ, this is, sounds saw on my phone, that's no good. Well, always good to have uh, a little bit of fun at the start of the show. Yeah. Jax, how are you, how's your week? Good, I'm just, uh, I'm re- I really enjoyed the uh, the Pelican image, the yeah. whole holding Pelican image. You were it. very proud of yourself yeah. when you first showed me that Yeah. yeah. We do
1: try and search for a good photo for our uh, promo post every week and I thought that the pelican with the man at the park hugging the pelican is very representative at the, at the moment of, uh, a of embracing the last embracing. Yeah, man. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's yeah. just it's a real embrace. I wow. really love it. I love it. G'day everyone. Welcome on board.
0: Here they all come flooding in.
1: Ribbler, Daniel, Mr. Buchanan, Danny the Big Squid, Robert Jack. Hello, sir. Is the young man listening in tonight, Robert, or is uh, in bed already?
0: Jonathan, G'day, Hayden, Mitch. Wado. Jacob, oh, everyone's following Costello. Yep, Crispy, I and can Hayden. see just jumped in Hayden as well. we've we got first in with the comment. How much for the card authority, like? Priceless, Daniel, yeah. priceless. Yeah, there's a ripper behind me, I'll lean back, look at that one, look at that one too. There yeah. you go, no just, just for you. All right, guys, let's get it underway, AJ. Well, it's been a big week, obviously, Prestige 2021, landed on everyone's doorsteps, there's nothing better than a new release, um i mean obviously we talked about how well it was executed the sales process it felt like everyone got the stock now the stock has arrived when we did our little mini video opening i don't think we've done another show so since i it. don't know so we haven't done anything i think we did our yeah
1: our opening but we haven't actually done a show yep. since the cards came out yeah since it all become
0: available it yep. became available so obviously we were super excited we're super you know we excited. got our box just like everyone else before we even got stock here at the shop yeah um we'd already sort of flagged that we thought the the blues were going to go awesome. You know, obviously I'm always after dusty cards, all that kind of stuff. Um, how was your initial take on the product? What did you think of it?
1: I love it. I thought it was obviously a really strong follow up to the first edition of Prestige that came out in 2020. Um, it was a series which I loved and I really enjoyed the chase of that series because of all the numbered cards. You know, just yep. the, the excitement of of numbered of so many numbered cards in so many subsets within a series. So I was excited. I was hyped. You know, $140 RRP product with what comes out of those boxes. It, it's just an incredible thing. And we talked it up beforehand and it absolutely delivered. Um, the new additions to it, I think the blue is is an amazing addition. The blue parallel, I thought yep. the clearance kings are a, a really hot card and a much better replacement of, of the engine rooms from last year. Yep. Um, to be honest, I prefer the vote leaders from last year as opposed the vote getters yes. from last year as a p- opposed to the vote leaders from this year. Um, a lot of people probably disagree with that, but that's just a personal thing for me. Yep. Um, The marquees are obviously a beautiful card and you and I have discussed previously, I rate the marquees over showstoppers. I just really like the aesthetic of the marquee and I think they very much have the influential factor and I think when that first influential came out in 2017, it's something that really stood high up for most collectors uh, all, all the way up until last year when when they brought the influentials back again. Yep. Um, so to me, yeah, the Marquees are amazing. And then obviously for me at a personal level, for, you know, being a security collector and a big Jack Steel man, having Jack Steele on that card for me is the first number to 40 card for Jack yeah, Steel. It's huge, so it's it?
0: ultimately like, yeah, a very, very exciting card and, and yeah, I'm stoked with it. Yeah, and I flagged and and early on that I like the Marquee book at yeah. You know, it's no secret, I love um, I love the footy's finest. Yeah. That pearl finish, the fact that they've been able to shift that across and do that in another card, sorry, excuse me, hiccups, um, I think is amazing. Yeah. Um, the borders, they make the card just look, instead of thinking that it's going to be restrictive to the space, it actually makes the card really look solid and big and things like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can see, Jim Bob. yeah, like I, I like the showstoppers too, Jim. I'm very uh, fond of the. Maybe just ones. chuck
1: up Jace's one quickly because yeah. we talked about this pre-release off the previews with respect to the game right. breakers. So, yeah, I feel like Jace, really great point you make, and agree with you. But I, I, I'll just go into it a little bit here. Is when Footy Stars first came out a couple of months ago, and we started pulling those game breakers out of the first packets, the the series one. I think there was a general consensus, or certainly on our end and my end personally, that they were a level-up of insert for a Series 1 product, and we all got very excited for that to come effectively as a souped-up version in, in Prestige. Yep. When we saw the checklist announced and that it was coming out and everything, it was, wow, this is awesome. They are actually doing it. They're bringing that card into Prestige. Yep. But then we discovered it was unnumbered and it was very disappointing. And unfortunately, like with respect to that card, I love those Game Breaker cards. I think they're awesome cards. The fact that they didn't end up being numbered cards massively detracted from me collecting them. And I think I said on the previous episode before release, I certainly bulk collect a lot of different types of cards and had they been numbered, I would do pages and pages and pages of them. But because they're not, I'm content with just one of each for my
0: Master set. Yeah, and I think, look, you know, we probably, when we were hoping they were going to be numbered, we certainly didn't know they were going to be bringing out multiple parallels or the new Clearance King or whatever it is, yeah. you know what I mean? So, um, you know, we've discussed on obviously previous episodes and also people that have come into the shop that the numbering on of them would have been fantastic, but let's keep it in perspective. Yeah. Let's compare a foil Game Breaker yeah. versus a Zebra. Oh, yeah. I, I know which one I'm taking yeah. every day of the yeah. week. Yeah. let alone a blue die card or whatever it
1: is so it's funny i actually didn't mind the zebra die cards i didn't like the the uh the blues don't tell me you like jigsaws. i didn't though. like no, i definitely don't like the jigsaws they're good yeah. fillers they would get yeah. to, fill, to fill out people's mail yep. um but, yeah, no, I, I was actually a fan of the Zebras. I thought the Zebras were good. But I totally agree with you. The Game Breaker is a far superior card to what the Zebra is, especially in terms of from a hobby standpoint versus a children's sort of standpoint. You yep. know, I feel like die-cut cards are probably more directed at kids or maybe
0: not directed at kids, but they're more attractive to to younger people. Yeah, look, you know, I'm sure that, you know, there's always been something that could have been, you know, you can always keep improving and hopefully select takes on board those that sort of feedback. But... I guess we don't want to, own Hayden's was saying there would have been numbered to 750. Yeah,
1: agree, and agree with that Hayden, yeah. We were talking a couple of weeks ago and we thought, yeah, they've got to be numbered somewhere probably in the 400 to 800 range, Yeah, but we also agreed, oh, I think, I think we agreed that even at, at that level. Select has previously had cards numbered to that sort of level and it didn't seem to be an issue. So, and here's the thing. Have they, have they gone to 700? Yeah, they've gone high. Yeah, they've gone to like 800. And even yeah. like lots of those Herald Sun cards were numbered to those sorts of like, numberings. You know, straight like, away, I think of like Certified 460. Yeah, so- it,
0: and, and I admit- Prior, they had cards like six, seven, 800. I'm sure someone that's tuning in will, will remember. But I mean, like you like saying you like going on the number chase. Personally, Certified 460, knowing that you were pulling numbers out it felt like when we were breaking that product six months ago. Yeah. Every number was three hundred and eighty-five, uh, 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 two ninety-one. Absolutely, but then so that the, defeats the purpose, no, But Then that? I think the
1: allure of the low number all of a sudden becomes a, a big, a big deal as well. You know, yeah, that's cool. You know, yep. for those who are
0: interested in that sort of stuff, or specific numbers, low numbers, etc. Yeah. I'm just going to touch on this. Christian said, "Red or orange?" The hardest question. Now, I some people like messaged me about this uh, a couple of days ago. Now. We would never ask Minks, who works here at RGB, because, uh, yeah, he, you know, he's he, colourblind. He's colorblind. Yeah. So they're all. They red can't red. tell the difference between the blue, the red, the orange, and we love it. We say red. it all with love. But uh, what I think the the interesting thing is that, um, yeah, yeah. Um, the interesting thing that is that we obviously mm-hmm. see that it says red on the back of the packet. It says orange on the checklist. It says orange on the website and they are numbered differently to what the reds are. So um, my gut feeling is that it is an orange, but you know you don't need to be colorblind to probably think that it's probably red. So um, yeah, inter- inter- interesting stuff. Um, I'm uh, Yeah, I think it's orange. I think if we ask select, they would say it's probably orange. But we can probably all happily agree that maybe it's Blood Orange. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe something like that, I don't know. Um, yeah, Glenn, it could, uh, yeah, it could both. Um, but look, really good release. I, you know, absolutely love The Blues. I think The Blues have come out in just an amazing, amazing, yeah, Blood Orange, that's right, Paul, spot on. G'day, Sully. I, um, you know, I, I think The Blues were certainly the big sleeper for me. I I thought opening them in hand, they looked amazing. Um, they really pop. The colors really work off really nicely off yep. them. Um, you know, they it will be interesting to see how they hold in price. Yep. Um, and we'll talk a little bit about pricing. Glenn actually asked us a question last night, so we'll, we'll follow that up a little bit later on. But, you know, looking at the blues and the number that they are and the pricing they are, Um, I think they are an amazing card. And if I probably had more time on my hands, I would have definitely booked to chase the full set. Um, And I think there's probably some sleepers
1: out there that are doing the full set of blues as well. And I'm sure we'll see some photos in a few weeks or months time pop up where people have done those full sets. Yeah, it seems to me
0: like the general feeling in the comments to the blues. They're they're definitely definitely the best looking
1: card, no doubt about it. But again, you you can't go past the fact that there is a full parallel set of greens numbered to 60. Absolutely, cards number to sixty. It's a, it's a perfect numbering that will ultimately should stand the test of time in terms of value
0: um, and long term holding. For, you know, firm. All right. Well, let's, let's touch on the 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 value inside of it a little bit. You know, we've talked in depth before the the Brownlow vote getters from last year, which are number to eighty. Yeah. And in turn, this year the Brownlow vote leaders. Yeah. How is it a card number to eighty, which is effectively the same as a footy's finest? are so undervalued they're quite
1: simply that they're undervalued in the market because i don't know i think when releases come out people have very clear uh, almost tunnel vision towards what what the things that they really want i suppose And cards like that probably tend to get neglected when you've got things that are at 60 and things are at 40, Mm -hmm. and then you've got things way out in the higher number spectrum as well. It's almost like the card number to 80 gets lost. But, you know, long term, and I've said it last year as well, they're massively undervalued. There's only 80 of of them out there. Star players. Star players. So numbering comparable to footy's finest, yes, there's a counter-argument that a footy's finest was a case hit. There was only one player term per team represented, whereas these are four per team and they're a box hit. But at the end of the day, each individual player, or three per each individual player, there's only 80 of that particular card. So just like a footy's finest and anything else, there's only 80 of that particular card. So albeit it might be easier to hit one of them than it is to hit a, a footy's finest, it, it, it you know, it it's a it should in theory have a similar value in the long term based on them that just purely the numbering and the amount of team set collectors and master set collectors there are over time absolutely
0: and the star players that are mentioned in those Brownlow vote leaders like you know putting dusty aside for a second obviously he's always going to be a card that is very high but whether it's dangerfield or Fife or steel or any of those guys you're generally getting the star players from that previous year it's crazy some of the prices i'm seeing in that like yeah 30 40 50 dollars i mean it feels like those cards need to be a 100 or 200 like yeah 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 do you want to even put that up if you like for a second yeah look and i'll, I'll let you talk
1: about it but i might just say yeah, some, look, look, something quickly on it as well well i don't really want to give this
0: hell no no that's all right yeah so well just, right.
1: we'll just give everyone a heads up out here so we've just thrown a comment up on the screen here yeah. So we'll let you know in advance. This is a fake account. This is a fake burner account from a troll. But we'll touch on it. But we'll touch on it and we'll talk about it. But I'll just let you know in advance that this uh, particular person that resides on Facebook yeah, anyway, is a bit of a representation of some of the probably we'll call it just maybe the face the Facebook. you anyway, no, whatever. Let, so, let's, some people out there, but let's make no mistake. It is a burner account. It is a fake yeah, account, let, but let we'll let address let it. Deal with we'll
0: Get it off the screen. It does the are you going to address what the issue with select retailers losing wholesale because RGV decided to break the rules? Now, I'm going to remove it because the guy doesn't deserve any airtime. But um, I'll quite simply answer this, and not that I need to talk too much about our commercial arrangements. But RGV and all the select authorised retailers didn't break any rules whatsoever. We received our stock. Um, we have not been reprimanded or told off or broken rules or any of that kind of stuff. An annoying time to freeze. Um, yeah, and there was this. this so you're gonna have to go back to yeah, the, yeah. Where, 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 let's just start from scratch here. Yeah. So there was a narrative there that um you know RGV had broken the rules and that we were selling it before release day. Well, it's actually not true at all. So um you know we obviously talked to selectors all the other. Um, retailers do and we well most of us all got our stock on Friday we were allowed to sell it we're allowed to break it we're able to do whatever we want with it um, as all the other resellers were doing as well so you know I don't really want to give too much air time to I guess these keyboard warriors that are you know going around and creating false narratives but Oh, done, we, yeah, we're hiding, hiding behind fake accounts. Yeah, right, trying right, trying to create them. a narrative yeah. for whatever their purpose but, is. But, but, you know, we certainly did nothing wrong. We've had uh, no, no issues with Select and none of the other resellers have had issues with Select. Um, we continue to provide the product to the consumers, both at a retail level and an online level. And then, you know, Select, you know, changing to moving all the distribution through Wang. The, the communication that we've been advised is that it's just business as usual. Like we were all talking to Wayne now, um, I believe- For it's those who don't know, so Wayne Steve, is Steve Wayne, Wayne who is says, JHL
1: yeah. Distribution, Yeah, who is the long-term distributor of Select and always has been. And as we clarified in the previous episode, there was no difference to the distribution that was taking place for this series than any other one before. Yeah. JHL yeah. was still distributing yeah. to their customers and Select was also doing some distribution as well. Yeah. What seems to have happened is Select has decided after putting that into practice that logistically it's probably a much better idea to yeah. do it all
0: out of a singular source Yeah. and have shown loyalty yeah. to Steve Wang. And, and look, you know, we it's business as usual for us. We're speaking to Wang. We will still get stock. No one has lost stock allocation as far as I know. You know, we don't talk to every reseller. Anyone that was getting stock before the announcement, during this release and now after the announcement, nothing has changed. So look, Taylor, I appreciate your your comment. Yes, other people were selling it on Friday. Plenty of people had it off sale on Friday. I really don't, you know, feel like I need to respond anymore to your comments. You're just purely just trying to set a false rhetoric. And anyway, I wanna move on and talk about the actual good things. But, Absolutely. you know, we've always been incredibly transparent. I don't feel I need to defend M- me, you, we continue to we continue to be transparent. But anyway, um, anyway, but look, as I said, yep, select retail is worth selling it. So anyway, um, do a bit of fact checking, but I will say one thing I will say, some of the messages of abuse that we received privately on Friday and over the weekend, um, all I'll say is it was disgusting. And some of you guys really like, I don't again, I don't even want to give it air time, but Christ, we're in a car community can't believe some of you speak to us or other resellers the same way. Really disgusting. It's actually pretty pathetic. But anyway, I want to move on. So the, the release was a huge success. Um, I know certainly speaking to the other people, whether it be Cherry or other businesses, other yep. breakers, they have absolutely been cleared out of stock. Yep. We, we were sold out. Monday, first thing Monday morning, we still much, were selling yeah.
1: packets. last Obviously, week. we we those people
0: that did pre-orders with us yep. and no, sure, we our the the website,
1: and yep. and that's a thing. And and you know, happy to clarify that point as well. Obviously, that all stock, all boxes that were sold either online or through our store at RGB, from what we had available, was yep. all at one hundred and forty dollars or one hundred and forty dollars yep. plus shipping. Yeah. Yep. So contrary to what anyone may happen to say out there, and I feel like cherry did the exact same thing ej's did the exact same thing everyone did, um huh. sports card world had them because we're all and, and, we're, and that's right and we all were allowed to and everyone seemed to do yeah. the right thing now if there's other retailers out there selling the product for more that's their prerogative absolutely that's up to yeah. them and it's up to the customers to decide if they want to buy it or not yeah. just yeah. like everything else people have the freedom to do what they want yeah. with their product yeah. They want to buy it, if they want to sell it, whatever it may be,
0: that is up to them entirely. It's their prerogative. Yeah, I can't say it any clearer. No rules were broken by us or any of the other resellers. We all had permission to sell it on Friday. That's why we got the stock on Friday. So, again, whatever, fake news that, whoever that person is that's sprouting, good luck to them. Yeah. Um, So, let's talk a little bit about pricing of the cards. So, we've obviously seen things, as always, come out of the gate really hot the greens, the reds, the, um, you know, the clearance kings. I've noticed some of those for the star players came out super hot and super expensive. Um, you know, where do you think, let's start with the clearance kings. I feel like there are better cards of what the engine room were last year. Quality looking card, I think. Do you think they hold their price of where they are this sort of $30 to $100
1: range? Uh, they might hold a bit better because aesthetically they look better. So as a result of that, I think, as a, as a result of that, I think that it's
0: more people will collect it as a subset and as a result it then holds its value more. Yep. So do you think that, I know obviously there's been some, you know, and we'll talk about some O1s and jumper numbers and stuff like that a little bit later on. But, you know, do you think that that pricing stands firm over time. Like, I certainly don't seems, want to call it part really Okay. So, like, so
1: what, what, all we can do here is some critical analysis, basically based on historically what's happened and we can look at what's happened last year, basically. Right. Yeah. It's fair to say, what are we, 10 days into it? You no, know, yeah. Jacob, that's a good point. The, the, the engine room does look less appealing
0: now that the clearance. Game. Correct. I agree yeah. with
1: that. Yeah. Here's the thing. So based on the data, and again, like as, as anyone who's been with us for a while here you knows, we, we do a lot of data measurement and a lot, we look at a lot of data points yep. within what's taking place, both at a, at a buying and selling level at a transactional level, but also like a sentiment level. And the reality is at the moment is what well, we're 10 days into release or something like that, almost two weeks into release, the card values are already holding up significantly stronger across the board than what they did for Prestige last year, but against pretty much most other series over the last few years as well. Yep. Um, and what that's why that's happening is for a number of reasons, but I think the single biggest contributing factor right now is the ongoing week-on-week growth or day-on-day growth within the hobby at the moment. Yep. And fortunately for us, we're involved in community pages and as well as various businesses. So we get a really good gauge about who these people are, where they're coming in, how they're coming in, and the and the volume of them. And we are seeing an influx in the last 14 days that. If we measure it just on its 14 days, it's the biggest influx AFL cards have ever seen before.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Measured
1: against all the previous data we have, which is only from the last couple of years. But I can tell you definitively the last 14 days, the new participation rate of new entry of new people coming in, whether they're collectors, flippers, speculators, investors, a lot of them are collectors, that's the thing. It is the biggest 14-day period for new participation oh, in AFL cards in modern times. Yep. So anyone that's out there saying the hobby's dying, it's falling apart, anything Stronger like never. this, well, the data disagrees with you. And yep. we're seeing that reflected at price levels right now as well. Yep. And the other thing we haven't seen take place yet, or we, we're seeing it a little bit, we haven't seen it let's say take place to the same extent as we would expect is dumping. Stock dumping and price dumping, which would ordinarily happen, people get a set done, and that they start to dump off excess stock to get money back to recoup. But what's happening now is all these new people who are involved create a higher demand and more pressure
0: on individual teams and individual cards. And it's funny you say that, and I wanted to talk about that. That Because Select have moved to this model now where there's multiple, There, there is without far on release day, more people physically had stock in their hands because they were getting four boxes or whatever it is. I know, Gat, I do owe you lunch, but you told me you were gonna come down here and I'll buy you lunch. Um, The, the, it seemed like, and I feared that because there were so many people that had stock that there would be this quicker dump off. But I think it's actually the other way around. We talked a little bit about this off air that the amount of trades that are happening, people are to say trading is there. It's incredible. Trading. I have seen it is so much stronger than it ever has been. like, you, well, it, it,
1: it's 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 insane. Like, from the day people started receiving stock all the way through until today, I think we said today we think the post volume has slowed a bit today. Yeah. But it was pretty much all the way up until yesterday, the absolute volume of posts on Facebook, which are a reflection of the, you know, the broader community, of the trades taking place and the transactions, the buys and sells, was just, incredible like absolutely it's it's a phenomenal number you know we, we, we were looking at our own insights the other day from really good vibes yeah. and the 28 day increase you get a 28 day measurement on total interactions was up 860 percent. yeah which is 860 you know when you're looking at that in graph form it's like this it's moving up and then it's just like Dish! like it's crazy like yeah. again it just shows not only are there all these
0: people involved but all these people passionately involved. Absolutely, and Jacob's just said that as well, trades with the Royce have been the best easiest across 12 months. And I think that's because the product was so accessible and Absolutely. people were to do like-for-like trades. Well, that's
1: the thing, because you're only, because you're paying the 140 price point for the most part. Yeah, You can do like, your like, it's almost your psychological evaluation of a card is no longer what it was, whereby, okay, you might let go of a Collingwood card or a Hawthorne card to get a middle, middle-tier middle team card for your own team How because you didn't on. outlay the huge amount of money to I begin I traded with. more in a
0: day than I did in two years. Yeah. That's crazy. Love it. Yeah, that's really good. Love it. Yeah. And look, oh, this is a good comment from Squid. I don't know if it'll show it all. The fact that I know where the majority of the O1s and jumper numbers are for cards I collect says a lot about the amount of product being opened and sharing the hits on social media. Yeah and is it fair to say that yeah. it's our
1: assessment yeah. and we've said it before that everything select has been doing for the last six to nine months seems to be pivoting towards the mantra of we want our cards in the hands of people yeah. we don't want stock sitting pelletized or in warehouses, or in garages, or yep. bedrooms, sealed for the next decade. We yep. want people to get the
0: cards in hand. Robbie, I've never found it easier or more pleasurable trading this series, largely through really good vibes community, amazing community of people. And I think, look, above and beyond good vibes, trading communities it's, all it, it, over. It, it's it, the broad it's, spectrum it's been so strong. Yeah,
1: it's a broad spectrum, and anyone who administrates a page would be seeing that across the board right but now. But I've also noticed with breaks
0: too that not only where we are at RGB Breaks, but at other places, people are a lot more happy to trade to get PC teams. We get messages all the time of someone saying, blah, blah, this card, can you please put it in their envelope? Because whether it's a sale or a trade or whatever, there seems to be this real desire and need to help people get their cards. Yeah. Um, And Pete Buchanan, who has just made a good comment there about the dump, eBay dump a card seemed a lot bigger and intense last Absolutely. year. Absolutely, and it's no secret we've talked that we thought last year when people were getting cases on afterpay, yeah, um, there was that need in thirty days to get to that get money, your money back, back quickly. People so, so, maybe, the, afford to spend $1, so $1, maybe
1: the restriction yeah. of four boxes actually means people didn't stretch the credit limit. Yep, and it's more reasonable to say, okay, well, I've outlaid, was it five hundred and sixty dollars or whatever, yeah, whatever is yeah, four boxes. I can out five hundred and sixty dollars. I'm almost going to get enough hits here to complete half a set or something like that. Yeah. So all of a sudden, a chase that would ordinarily, for a high prop quality product, cost you thousands for a team set. Yeah. A lot of people are probably getting team sets done for like a thousand dollars on this series, or one to two thousand dollars. Yeah. Well, not Richmond collectors, such <laughs> as you. you
0: can get. You can get one Dusty Red for five thousand. Uh, and Lee received fourteen post items today. Fair mail though. That's awesome. And. You know, James walks into the office, you know, a lot of mornings with a stack of things that he's been trading and buying and he's always digging through my box to try to get Richmond cards to do trades. Yeah, and, um, and here's the thing, it, it's
1: it's no surprise and it's it's certainly not new news. I am about ten percent of the way of where I was last year in terms of my collecting and I had to make an adjustment three days ago and just acknowledge that the community has grown so big now. It's become even competitive for my team's cards. And as a result, I can't collect in the same style. So I've switched up my parameters a little bit, and that's fine. But there seems
0: to be, like, you know, certainly, and again, I've not been in, um, you know, the game as long as you have, but last year it felt like there was one or two main collectors from each team. This year it feels like there's a handful of people that collect St Kilda or Hawthorne or Richmond or... You know sydney or whatever it might be so there's more people trying to chase absolutely whether it's specific numbers or actually just cards to get themselves. absolutely and I, I
1: think you know that can obviously as well like i can understand the frustration of some older more established collectors who are now finding it difficult because yep. they're, they're, they're battling against more people for cards yep. and they're also battling against increased card budgets that people tend to have as well of course and i can certainly appreciate that but i also think you know, we all need to acknowledge, like, as with everything in life and in the world, it all evolves, and we're going through a really fast-paced evolution at the moment. But anyone who was collecting prior to, say, twelve, eighteen months ago, as we've said before as well, their their cards and their collections are worth an, a significant a amount more, yeah. and they'll be able to look back retrospectively and say, "Wow." Wasn't it amazing when I picked up that card for a hundred or two hundred or whatever it is? Yep. You know, for, for me even like what's gone on with saints cards in the last twelve months? Yep. Like from where the cost
0: of them now to where they were a year ago, it, it, it's 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 amazing. It's Absolutely, and look, appreciate that, Glenn. Yeah, look, you know, obviously, Glenn, you've come into the shop a couple of times. Um, you know, you've recently refound the hobby again, and you find it, you know, a lot of fun, which is what. Yeah, this is exactly the experience that we've got to, you know. Legend, Glenn. Glenn is a, a
1: new customer of ours in the yep. shop side of things that turned up one day and now he comes back every few days and we trade. We do we do yep. like for like trades and stuff and it's awesome. Glenny keeps busting
0: boxes. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's great fun. Glenn, I know you're in WA. You did. I hope you received our mail from us. Um, but look, you know, I think Crispy said something earlier on. This is one of the first releases where Select um, did mail. And it actually landed on Monday for people that picked yeah. express postage. Yeah. And then they actually got it on release. They day. got on release. That. And I mean, it's not perfect. For everyone jumps out, I understand that not everyone has a, you know, didn't work out for everyone. But the fact that some people actually got mail in South Australia on a Friday and then mail in Western Australia on the Monday. I mean, yeah, and so I, I know
1: some people definitely in WA didn't get it till Tuesday, possibly even Wednesday, depending on their you know where they were geographically located. Yep. Now, even still, I feel like that is a huge step forward from 12 months ago, yep. where they would be waiting an extra week potentially for it. Do you know what I mean? Like absolutely. I, I, feel, I feel like Select is listening. They are listening in to what yep. people are saying. They're reading the feedback. they're they're, they're online there's no doubt about it they're they're taking on the feedback and they're trying to make those adjustments to their business and i think as much as we can continue to be critical of certain aspects we also do need to acknowledge that they are trying to get better at these things and they're working with a supply chain and a logistics supply chain where they're at the mercy of the environment around them
0: and christian could we do a live trade on Card authority look if you can get it done during the episode, we support it. <laughs> yeah, we, we probably won't put them on screen. Otherwise, it could just open an absolute love fest. And look, I'm getting heaps of comments here. Michi Carter. Um, yes, I have all the Richmond 13s. You know it. But I um, appreciate your support. I mean, there's so many really great comments here. And um, yeah, it's, again, it's not about us, but the community effectively is growing so positively and so many good things are happening. You know, is it perfect? Is there more things that could be better in the future? Absolutely. But i've already seen a huge transformation in the last 12 months which is brilliant
1: they seem to um paul they do it all in-house um at select i'm pretty sure they don't engage an external firm uh, I'm an not, yeah. yeah. Uh, it doesn't look like they're engaging anyone external yep it looks like they do it all in-house uh, you know as i think we've discussed before it seems like there's been a, a significant transition at select in terms of
0: how, how they're marketing their business and their products and everything and So I I, I will touch on this one, and this ties into something else. Robert, who was a long standing member of this community, any reason why they don't ship all on the same day? Some people said Thursday, mine did not leave until Monday, arrived in Queensland Thursday. Robert, I did flag this after I saw the announcement about them not running express post. Um, My understanding from what I've heard is that everything was shipped out prior to the weekend. There were some technical issues with Australia Post about scans and things like that, because I noticed I was scan- waiting for some stuff myself. Um, my understanding is that everything did go out and there were logistical issues, and hence why Selective probably yeah. made a few decisions to go in different directions. But I can assure you, um, everything, you know, well, I can't assure you I didn't do it. I, I don't know. But my understanding is everything went out. Um, and it was probably more a logistical and technical issue from Australia Post. And we all know post COVID, we went through COVID in Australia Post. They are certainly not a perfect business. And so Rob as well, I sort of made some further inquiries with
1: another business that deals with significant batch shipping in that same way and uses Australia Post. And the way they sort of explained it is it's not how the way that we as individuals do our postage with Australia Post for registered mail is not the way it's done at a batch level for those those type of businesses. And basically, it's almost like things get binned and manifested. So they provide like a full manifest to Australia Post. And what happened is Australian Post may turn up and everything's supposed to go out at one shot, and Australia Post picks up the the product from the, these companies' warehouses. Yep. And they may turn around and go, "Well, we've only got four bin positions on the back of this truck currently, yep. so we'll come back for that those two bins over there in the morning," sort of thing. So, I think, yeah, I I feel like they're probably like most businesses,
0: they're at the mercy of the of the freight of the freight companies, and in this case, Australia Post. Yeah. And so Christian, tough, just yeah. um, there's something I think we did touch on this the other week. Do you think a good incentive to get more SEC members would be to receive boxes first and have first look? Well, I think there's two parts of that. First of all, there was plenty of opportunity for anyone that wanted to be an SEC member. And the key part of that membership was it was priority to buy, not priority to receive. As we've said many times, Select is not Amazon or Kogan. They do a, a shipping run. They send stuff out. Yeah, It all goes out. Logistically, to be timing things at different parts all around the country um, for SEC and then the main release, release day is release day. Um, people get it earlier, retailers get it earlier. But yeah, to try to split it up into two batches, I imagine would be a phenomenal logistic task. Um, but look, Robert, I, I see your reply there. I I can't comment. As I said, I don't know for sure, but my understanding, the information that I I did hear when I loosely spoke to them about it the other week was that yeah, <laughs> Rob, you're so <telling> us, uh, <laughs> no, we're not, we're not <laughs> going to keep going. That, uh, just <laughs> leave that alone. Right? Um, but look, you know, at the end of the day, it's impossible to, you know, Australia is an incredibly unique country for logistics and freight. Yeah. It's expensive. It's difficult. It takes time. Both of us have dealt with that in our own businesses outside this. It's not a perfect system. So yeah. again, the improvements seem to be getting put in place. Let's hope they continue to improve that and hope everyone can get their stock yeah. as quick as they yeah, can. Yeah, you know, I wonder if they make further
1: changes moving forward to how they do it, you know, oh. uh, you know in terms of, sort of freight forwarding and stuff like that. And Maybe. I don't know. I know, like, my experience with the whole Sendle stuff has been really good. Yeah. And I generally, Likewise, I, I, I default choose the Sendle. Yeah. And that then goes to like, Couriers, please,
0: or Star Trek or whoever, whoever it is. is. Yeah. yeah exactly. and, and I use Sendle too. And yeah. I don't know whether it's just we're not near select, but we're sort of on their way if they were coming into the city. Mm-hmm. I don't know whether or not that works in our favor a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. With the NBA, Mitch, what is this question you're asking? With the NBA coming, do you think Panini are involved with Select now? I mean, I've got no idea, but that would be awesome. You know, I think again, if this community is growing to a point where you've got arguably the biggest publisher yeah. or producer wanting to put money into a, a local or domestic market, I mean, that would be amazing. There were so. certainly rumours. I remember like rumours like three years ago that Tops was going to buy
1: Select like three years ago. So I don't know. But certainly the market and the whole hobby on a global level has become a huge, huge industry now. So I don't think it would come as a surprise to anybody at all. At some point. That big major players like Tops and Benini would start to circle companies like Select, Team Coach and... You know, what w- yeah. yeah, the other one, you know, the NRL guys and all this sort of stuff. Yeah. So, but I think
0: that, that it's still so far away from that in my opinion, just by pure size. Yeah. Uh Robbie, therefore I decided those that made the less noise about delivery times this to release will get their orders shipped <laughs> first to Supremacy. So there you there you go. Oh Paul, shit, we're in trouble. Yeah, there you go, Paul, straight from uh the horse's mouth. <laughs> yeah. Um any ideas on what the next set could be no idea it'll be series two some sort of series two we're expecting um, uh, you know I, I think it's fair to say that
1: most series twos only last two years at a time so we would expect that it's not going to be dominance i hope it's legacy how do they do captain signatures again when all 18 teams have been represented so i'd like yeah. to pretty much think we could rule out captain signatures so therefore i suppose we all need to start speculating do they bring back things from previous Please sets? Do we legacy. see Hall of Fame signatures? Do we see a set like Legacy, number I two? Um, one, uh, just I, 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 word, I don't know. But, like, yeah. you know, do they invent brand new types of big case hits and box hits and stuff yeah. like that? Do we see a return of Footy Finest maybe alternating because they did the influential last year? Uh, do we see patches? I don't know. If
0: you could name the next series, what would you name it? The Complete Life of Dusty. Do you know what I would name 163 it? 163 pictures of Dusty. That
1: would be glorious. I would. The first thing that comes to mind to me, if I was to name a new series, would
0: probably be Pelicanville. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sorry about that. All, all right. Private joke. If we, uh, oh yeah, it'd be great to see the return of the Guernsey Redemption. Yeah, absolutely. Like, who doesn't like Love those, those yeah. Guernsey Sick. and patch signatures? Yeah. But then again, if we get supremacy, as we all think we're going to get our fix for that stuff later on. Yeah. Um, well, let's hope we get supremacy.
1: I think patch six would be awesome. Like, uh I agree, like patch six outside of supremacy and then certified, they're,
0: you know, yep. they don't exist. So we went off track a little bit there. But, um, yeah, certainly exciting times and, you know, Prestige has been a, a an interesting release, something that Glenn McInerney actually floated to us last night on another stream we were on. Um, And it, it's it's probably, you know, this might be a good, opportunity for you to help give the, the followers a little bit of guidance about this, but there's been some talk about pricing cards and the scenario that sort of happened on a forum that I saw yesterday was that um, someone put up a price. Um, I was tagged in that a few times. My reply was, sorry, bit bit much for me, yeah. but I hope the, the seller gets their price. There was, that was perceived perhaps as being a little bit negative. Yeah. But then Glenn posed the situation the other way that if a seller goes and puts up a price that is too low, is it the responsibility, let's say we're talking about a $100 card. Yeah. And it's priced at $200, it's too much. But if the seller puts it up at $70 or $50, do the seller need to be morally responsible or, so, 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 you know, just so. say, well, that's actually a bit cheap. So I think we'll probably need to, from my perspective, you need to preface it all
1: with yep. in, in life, in everything, buyer beware, seller beware, yep. do your own research. Yep. Don't jump, you know, head first into something that you don't know what you're doing, whether you're selling something or you're buying something. So the first thing is you need to probably understand the landscape and what you're doing. And there's plenty of ways to figure out how to to determine valuations or at least rough pre-existing market valuations however then it goes beyond that and it becomes it, it's completely subjective and it would be on a case-by-case basis both to the individual who's involved in the situation yeah and oh keep, uh, yeah, yeah so, robert you know that's exactly the point i'm going to say yes yeah, you know it's 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 the it's the individual you know the individuals involved in the situation you know me personally i i I don't know I, I i'd like to think if i do the right thing by people where they may have made a mistake yep. that that will be repaid to me in the future where someone might look out for me where i might be making mm-hmm. a mistake is the way i look at it and you know my, my real life example of that is it happened to me and, and i might have recounted the story the other night like last year Someone had the jumper number Jack Steel dominance card, which I'd been looking for, but I'd still been you know, collecting multiples of the dominance card regardless. Someone hit me up. I've got a card. I think he wanted 300 for it. And I said, oh, 250, 250. He agreed at 250. And then I was like, oh, can you, you know, what, what number is it? Is it a low number? And he goes, yeah, yeah, yeah it's number nine. I was like, okay, cool, but what number is it really? Just let me know if it's a low number or not because yep. because maybe I'm giving you a bit unders if it's a low number. And he goes, yeah, it's number nine. I was like, number nine's the jumper number. Stop messing with me. And he goes, oh, shit, I didn't even realise. And at that point, and this person may be on this stream, I don't even know. Don't say that. Yeah, don't I'm not. at that yeah. point, I was just like, okay, well, I can't just give you 250 for that card anymore. And I had bought the 01 two days earlier. I told them the price i paid for the o1 and i said i, I want to I-, I have to give you the same as what i paid for the o1 i value the card the same yep. and the person was like wow you could have just taken that i wouldn't know any different you know and they they would because they'd find out as soon as i post the card up in my mail day like i, I don't want to ever be feel like i've got a card that's unjustified that I can't enjoy it, like it would almost be tainted to me. Do you know what I mean? Like sort of thing. So that's just me on a personal level. But if someone else decided that, cool, they got the opportunity to purchase a card, the person didn't realise what it was for cheap, it is what it is. And the counter to my present situation is a few days ago on eBay, someone listed a 03 loan number St Kilda card, which was actually the jumper number, and they didn't realise. And because it was an incorrect listing, I picked it up for very, very cheap. Yep. And I and for me, well, that's too bad. You put it into a really commercial, huge marketplace. Yep. You didn't know what you were doing. Unfortunately, that's on you. But if it's on Facebook within a
0: community, I see it as being a little bit different. There's more long-term things at stake there as well. Yeah, so I think a couple of things that, and kind of what Robert touched on there is, no one knows what the motives of the seller are, whether they might need money quickly, and if it's a $100 sure. card, they're happy to take $50. On the flip side, there's people selling boxes um, that people jump down their throat that they're selling a box for 280 bucks. Yeah. Well, if they've got a $140 box that they want to sell for yeah. 280 that's their choice too. And that's the underlying thing. Every, every, yeah. Everyone needs to take responsibility for themselves. They need to do their own research and education and see what the market costs are. And then they can make a choice. Good, bad, indifferent, cheap, expensive, fair, whatever they want. And if someone is willing to come and pay that or not buy it, well, that is the open marketplace that we're in. That's right. I don't think people should be shamed either way. Yeah. but I I, I think here's here's
1: the thing, though. I think because a lot of what's taking place at the moment is foreign to AFL cards, where the resale of stock exceeds the recommended retail, it never used to happen. It's fair to say a year ago, 18 months ago, a product comes out, it never actually sells out, and instead of the price going up of the sealed stock, profit, stock it gets discounted, it goes yep. down online yep. or at retail. And, and because this is such a foreign thing, I can certainly appreciate and I absolutely acknowledge and understand that there are people who have been around that look at that, that are very pure hobbyists, which yep. is absolutely their right, and I 100% support that, but they are angered and frustrated that people have come in and moved product sealed at a higher price that they should be paying as a collector. And as I said, I appreciate it, but the biggest underlying thing to me, and I've shifted in my way of thinking over the last couple of years as well, I was probably one of those people that jumped on some of those threads and attacked people for prices and things like that. But I also now acknowledge, and as you, what you call, We are in a very maturing hobby and a maturing industry that is evolving at the moment, and things are changing. And at the end of the day, whether it's John Smith, Peter Smith, or Andrew Jeffries, each of those people have the right to do whatever they want with their cards, their boxes, their wallets, their computers, whatever it is. That is their right to do what they want with Mm -hmm. it, And they don't deserve to be berated for it. You don't have to take part of it. No. People can be educated, but there's a big difference between giving someone some education that they clearly need because they don't understand what they're getting themselves into, Mm. than absolutely berating someone and derailing them, basically, and derailing an opportunity that they have for a sale. Yeah, and I
0: saw a post the other day, and again, not about me, but someone had posted up a, a craft card. In a batch of cards, and I think you came across this too. You don't want to say who it is, but I messaged the guy and said, "Mate, you realise one of those cards there are quite valuable." And he ended up writing back to me and saying, "Yes, he was fully aware whatever this guy was up to, or whatever." But you know, I feel like there's huge educational, you know, points and things that you can actually help people with. Yeah. If you see someone listing something that seems really cheap, shoot him a message. Try to try to help them out. Yeah, you know. Take two seconds of your day to try to help someone's education in this community. Yeah. It's going to go a
1: long way. Absolutely. And as I said, like, I'm the first person to admit I have done it to people. You know, Jacob Mabbott knows how many people I probably did it to a couple of years ago. And again, I evolved my way of thinking. I, I have changed my outlook and I constantly evolve. And there's things that... I may have done three months ago that I've, I've changed my, my way as, of thinking on that as crispy, well. Absolutely,
0: Have seen a lot of craft card posts of inexperienced posts, and or people reflective of the market. But that's it. There's people that have bought Team Coach previously that have no idea about this card world. They suddenly get a premium card they think is worth something. They find their way to what you predominantly select premium card forums, Correct. And it's completely overwhelming. They don't know whether the card is worth fifty dollars, yeah, or it's worth five hundred dollars, yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I completely agree with and that. And that's It's that's really it's really hard. Like what um what Jarrah says there,
1: yeah. It's really difficult at the moment, Jarrah, to, to determine the difference between a genuine I don't know what happened, what came out of this packet when I bought it from the server with my mum, yeah, to a full blown phishing post, yeah. And it's really hard. Like as administrators of a community page. It's, yeah, it's really very hard, hard yeah. to define the black and white aspect of what is fishing and what is genuine. And, and so, you know, it's, it's, it's hard from an administration perspective. I know on our pages, we try and make it really black and white. No price or, not, or, it does, or, or if it doesn't have a price or it doesn't say, you know, for trade or whatever it is, yeah. it's got to be removed like, to, to, to stop the flood. But I, I genuinely believe there are people that would have to remove their posts that they they were, they were genuine. They just wanted wanted to find out, they needed some help. And our hope is that people within the community, message them in the background or comment them, PM me if you need assistance in understanding what this is. Because what I don't want to see, I don't want to see someone in the community taking advantage of someone else in a card craft situation where a kid may get it or a a kid's handed it over to the parent because they don't know what it is. The parents go on first port of call, Google, Facebook, looked it up, somehow ended up in one of our communities and someone takes a piss out of them and goes, takes their car craft for a hundred dollars. And again, it comes back to buyer seller beware. What I'd rather see happen is someone go, you know what? You can actually go do some research. I don't even need to quote you a
0: price on what that card's worth. This is how you can go figure it out for yourself. You know? Yeah. And that's a good point. And I think again, not only in our community, but you know, there's plenty of people here in other communities again, you know, Ask an admin or ask someone that's regularly posting. I think most people, if you reach out to someone, and say, "Hey, you might not know me, but I've got this card. Any idea what the value is?" Yeah. And again, either explains them how they can do some comps on eBay. Yeah. Or say, you know, tell them that oh, that I think that card sold for. And, and it can be give daunting. A, it, those, it can be daunting because, because the first. The starting thing to, yeah, point. And
1: that's yeah. the thing people don't understand. Like I know when I first came into collecting, I tried to figure out. I pulled out all these cards out of a tub you know, old, D, old DPSs and stuff like that, Pendlebury DPS, all these sorts of things, I jumped on eBay. I didn't even know what completed listings was. I jumped on eBay. I saw, whoa, it's like $500. And then I went and posted the cards up for $500 and copped the whack, a huge whack for it. Like, people were like, that's a $150 card. And I'm like, but and they're like, this is how you reference it. And I'm like, but I went and referenced it. And they're like, no, 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 you're looking at the wrong thing here. You know, so th- there's education is ongoing. And especially as things evolve and technology evolves and the way cards are
0: consumed and collected and and the market works, it's
1: going to keep changing.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And look, Luke's just said eBay sold listings are 130 com. 130 com is a great reference, especially for the NBA. Um, And, Wade, I mean, why do you need to be so logical? I think what you guys are trying to say is just don't
1: be shit. And, I mean, that could be our new... Just don't be shit. Just don't be shit. How about Zuedo, Card Authority Australia, just don't be shit.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Um, All right. Well, look, let's move on. I was going to be here all night. So let's move to our favorite segment, everyone's favorite segment. Now, a couple of weeks ago, I was tracking down a unicorn, and it's taken me a few weeks to get it. But I'm happy to announce today, Andrew reached out to me Gee, it might even end before Christmas. And he was desperate for a Caleb Sarong, 2019 Select AFL Draft Picks. It arrived today. There There we go. There it is. So this is a very short print card of 66. Can we see it? Unreal. So
1: AJ1 got the lasso out. He went out into the forest. He was looking for the unicorn. Bang! Got the unicorn around the head.
0: That's right. He got
1: him around the horn. Reeled him in. Put him in a top loader. Yep. In a sleeve, in a top loader, in a bag, and here it is.
0: So, Andrew, I will reach out to you. I did send you a message before. I think you work nights. But I have your unicorn here for you. I've managed to do it. As, uh, yeah, it, it was it was certainly a journey, this one. I was involved in this one a little bit more than I usually am. But very happy that we received a card that you have desperately needed in your collection. But that moves on to tonight's unicorn. Now Jenks warned me that I am setting myself a very tough, a task. very tough task here. Yeah. This is a ve- I know how hard these cards are. So but. someone reached out and they were looking for. I believe it's two thousand and seventeen. Twenty seventeen. Future Force Green. Green james warple signature
1: numbered to only 25 ladies and gentlemen oh. number to only 25 and it is the warpedo cult following like
0: it ticks so many boxes that are horrendous here number to 25 warple not many of these 2017s around it is and it's a sig of course it's a sig as well um if anyone has one out there, well, probably multiples is what I'm looking for, <laughs> um, someone that has a 2017 Future Force, James Warpole green signature, number to 25, number doesn't matter, reach out to us. We've got a very interested or very excited and desperate uh, follower that is looking for that card. The comments are going nuts. I know. I know how hard it is. And, fun. and it's
1: not Lee. It's not either of those two. But I'm pretty sure both those guys need it as well. Yeah, and like, people are saying,
0: can you find two? I mean, everyone wants that card. It's so rare. I won't lie to you. Jenks laughed at me. He actually <laughs> laughed at me before we went on air when I said this is what the unicorn is. So I know this is a true... Good old-fashioned unicorn. I'm, I'm sure a lot of people out there that are Hawthorne supporters or have one of these cards are laughing at me right at this second. Christian, if I had control of the mouse right
1: now, I'd be like
0: flashing that comment on the screen yeah. right now, but I don't control the comments. No, so um, I, I don't know what you're talking about, Christian. <laughs> um, but, yeah, we're very much, we're, we're, we're trying to track down this card. Um, if anyone has one, we'll certainly help facilitate a trade or a sale. We're not paying for it. <laughs> we're not paying for it this is going to be we'll a, pay for it with our labor yeah this our is, labor of this love. is going to be a, a big boy card for people to find um so if you do have one out there please make sure you let us know um as always you can have a look at all oh crispy's saying he's got a lot of uh future force higgins you jackx hey i didn't even know what the green higgins is going to cost me all right also but yeah Make sure you head to cardauthority.com.au. You can obviously catch all our shows, all our podcasts, and see the unicorns that we have not only caught but also still searching for. There's a couple of rippers there. If anyone can help, please get in yeah. touch with us. Um, and Robbie O'Donnell, I definitely next
1: week on the next episode want to go really in-depth into the O-1 jumper numbers. Yeah, we kind of ran out of time. We we'll out of time enough. tonight. But, we'll but we'll talk it's something about that I really time. want to talk about because it's super hot thing at the moment that's going on there with the the jumper numbers and O-1s. Oh, Lee
0: saying he knows where one is, but it's in the vault. Grab, ooh, grab ooh. the crowbar, Lee. Yeah. All right, so I can throw the lasso over. And <laughs> that's right. Um, but thank you guys. Look, big show. Thank you, Jenks. Amazing thank as you. always. It's
1: been been awesome to to be in the new new headquarters and uh, and have everyone on board and just to see the way the community has thrived and how in incredible the hobby has been since the release of Prestige. It was the release last year that really brought things right up as well. We thought it would happen again. We have seen the good, the bad, and the indifferent. Emotions have been high, but all in all, I just feel so fortunate, and I think we should all feel so fortunate to be part of this hobby at this point in time, and I think we're all going to look back in the future and go, wow, what a time to have been
0: a part of trading cards and, and especially AFL cards in Australia. Absolutely. So, yeah, thank you very much, guys. It's always fun doing this for you. We love being involved with all our ventures with you. And in the words of Wade, just don't be shit. <laughs> Thank God.